You're listening to the Funny Women Survival Guide, the uplifting tongue-in-cheek podcast where we chat to British comedy's funniest females in an attempt to cheer up and entertain the nation in these uncertain times. And here's your host, Alexis Strum. Hello, it's episode four, guys. I really hope you're enjoying this Lockdown-tastic series so far. Do let me know. Happy to accept any feedback, especially emojis, although no aubergines, please, this time. I also hope you're all well, safe and self-isolating with style, wit and panache. I do love that word, panache. So I'm very excited about today's guest, actress and comedian Kerry Godleyman, who's appeared on our screens in many much-loved TV shows, including Derek, Bad Move, and of course, Afterlife. Right, and welcome to the show, Kerry Godleyman. Lovely Hello. to have you. It's lovely to be here. Yes, I know it's all virtual. We're all about the virtual here. <laughs> and Lynn as well, thank you. Hi there. Oh, it's Hello. my pleasure. Excellent. So, um, Kerry, I imagine this is kind of a bit unusual to you to be so remote right now. How are you coping with the how are you coping with the technology of this all? Uh, the technology, that's been a challenge. I'm sort of up to speed with some of it now. I'm, it's never been a strong um, skill for me, is tech. So it's interesting. So there's a slight Darwinian element of those that will, those that will survive this, and those that won't, with regard to staying solvent. It's like, well, if you can work out how to use all these platforms, you might be in with some work. But if you can't, (laughs) I have wondered that. It feels a bit brutal, doesn't it? It's kind of like if you're able to film yourself and edit yourself on your phone, you've got a career. Otherwise, agent said, if you can work out how to properly record, you know, like to studio standard, you can pick up work. And I cannot work it out for love nor money. I can do this because it's a podcast, but for proper voiceover work, obviously you need it to all be soundproofed and kitted out. And I just can't seem to work it out. I think people are using duvets. I think this is I what I've heard. I'm, I'm terrible at it. I mean, when people say drag and drop, do I, I mean, what, your knees? Where, where are we dropping? <laughs> I don't do tech. It's as a medium and as a, as a, as a job, I mean, this, but even when I started doing stand-up, people were like, but you're an actor. Why don't you do character comedy? It's like, because I don't even want to have to think about shoes. I don't want to have to think about anything. I want to keep it as, as low tech as possible. Yeah, low effort as well. Uh, I like that. Well, arguably, maybe low effort, but I think <laughs> more, more just, you know, I don't need a sort of uh, other sub skills on the side. I just rock up and talk. So, no accessories for you then, generally? Not even scarves. I like it. How are, you, how are you feeling about the lack of stand-up work for you at the minute? Or are you actually managing to entertain the kids and put on a show every night? Oh, I don't even try and entertain them. They don't find me funny. My daughter's very, um, she's like, I can't believe you're a comedian. You're not funny. But then she is 13. So her sole role is to sort of break my heart. Yeah, that's an awkward awkward age for comedy, isn't it, I find? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all very, uh, <laughs> everything's embarrassing. Yeah, you know, which doesn't help with comedy. No, I was going to say, she not got you on TikTok yet. This seems to be the uh, preferred genre of comedy at the moment. Yeah, TikTok dance routines. Yeah, that's all going on. I I don't think that's going to be me. But you know, let's talk again about it in week nine. (laughs) (laughs) At the moment, I'm on phase uh, embroidery, so I've been quite Hmm. immersed in um, embroidery. 
<laughs> oh, I left it downstairs. Well, I said to a friend how much I quite like. She said, couldn't you be just doing crafting? And I was like, well, I don't know what to do. I've always fancied embroidery. And then a little parcel turned up. Oh. And uh, and I haven't been able to stop. In fact, I finished it today, so I feel quite excited. That's lovely. I've ordered, I've ordered another one. I feel like I'm in Little Women. Yeah. Well, it's new material for the comedy, obviously, if you pardon the pun. I mean, well done you. <laughs> Do you think this will be in yeah. your next show? The embroidery. Well, the curious, well that's the thing. I, I don't and I don't know what will be in my show because uh, I was in the middle of a tour. I wasn't even in the middle of a tour. I was four shows in to a tour. So now suddenly I'm a bit like, oh, when I go back, whenever that is, am I doing that show or do we all have to rewrite uh, lockdown shows? I don't, I don't know yet. And Lynn, you were at one of uh, Kerry's last gigs, I think. It was the, I think it was the very last gig that I went to before lockdown. And it was, was it your second or your third gig? Kerry? It was my third. Remember. I did one third. more after that and yeah. then I went into lockdown. Yeah, because it was part of the Powell Festival down in Margate. And as I'm a Rochester girl, we travelled down there, same distance as travelling into London. And I just thought it would be nice to see Kerry in a different location um brilliant show she oh, says it, well, it is a great show um and put a nice little review on the website if anyone's interested um but yeah I don't know Kerry I think I think a lot of the content would still be valid post lockdown but I suspect that like most comedians you're going to have to put a reference to it in yeah well that's I, the thing it's always about finding balance I mean um you know, I've talked about it with other comics and some of them are like, I'm sure that when the world goes back, it doesn't want to have to keep going. I, mean, I think people will be ready to move on. I don't know. I don't know. No one wants to dwell on too much upset, but you can't, you know, you do have to reference it because it's massive and mm. it's in, it's impacting all our lives so, so massively. Yeah. And in, in terms of your sort of planning going into this, I, I understand you had a show called Kerry's List which uh, was all about... Yeah, on Radio 4, yeah. Yeah, so is this? are you quite a list maker? Are you quite a planner in general, would you say? I am, and that is one of the ways I'm coping with the lockdown, is like if I, if I start a day with intentions and I write them down, I can have a reasonably successful, in inverted commas. <laughs> I mean, that, that word has changed its meaning a bit. But I can feel in control or mentally sort of stable. If the day starts chaotically, I, I feel like the day just disappears or gallops off. So those lists are a little um, resource, even if it's – I mean, there's that sense of achievement where you go, right, ring your mum, hoover, maybe do a bit of writing – bit of homeschooling, bit of yoga, but just break it down and then you can feel like you're doing something specific rather than just drifting through a day. Yeah, it's interesting because at the top of this conversation you were saying, you know, it's, it feels like there's, there's so much time in the day but there's not enough and it's just time so feels weird. like it's, yeah, just staying in touch with people is actually feels sometimes like, I don't know if it feels to you, it can feel a bit like a burden because you've got so many people that you need to speak to on a daily basis. Yeah, I mean, initially the first week or two – feels different to where we are now like initially there was such a shock to it and it was so upsetting and 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 confusing you know it was all happening incrementally and we're all sort of trying to adjust and trying to be positive or whatever it now it feels like everybody's kind of established how their sort of lockdown persona is they all do or don't know how to work zoom and they you know <laughs> it, it's like it, it it feels like it's a we're in a different place to a month ago 
Initially, all those Zoom parties were really novel and it was a bit like, oh, look at us on Zoom. And now people are now starting to swerve them, aren't they? People are like, I'm getting texts now where people are like, I've got a headache, can we just swerve it tonight? And, <laughs> you know, moving on. Staying in is the new staying in, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Know. We're back where we were, where you're trying to get out of things. <laughs> but it's not having a, an excuse. We were, t- Lynn was, we were talking about this the other day. It's like when people don't get back to you, you're like, yeah. well, what are you fucking yeah. doing? It's like, I know you're in your house. You're not, you're not doing anything. <laughs> Well, yes. No, I just I just had to had to say today. Apart from this, I've had a Zoom free day, and it's been amazing. Because ah. I don't, you know, you you sit there with your headphones on and you're talking and you're looking at all these little faces on a screen. It it gets a bit much, doesn't it? Yeah. Really, you know, if you do too much of it, yeah. yeah. Friends We've of mine doing... that are properly working, yeah. you know, like you said, yeah. like holding down work a full time day's yeah. work. Yeah, it's. I, I mean, I'm not doing anything like that. I pop in and out and have the odd, odd Zoom. <laughs> Do you know what I found really interesting? I don't know if you've enjoyed this, Kerry, is the kind of Corona Cribs thing. You know, when you see like celebrities now in their homes. Oh, yeah. I'm loving that. You know, when oh, they when they pop up and sing a song and like, I can't remember the yeah, name. Yeah, look at Yes. I love that. Are you enjoying yeah, it's that? Great. I love that because it means I don't have to go on right move anymore for a snoop about in people's houses. <laughs> Less chance of getting arrested for you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to go curtain twitching. I am curtain twitching. Very much so in the full old fashioned. Oh, look what they're doing at number 74. <gasps> what have you oh, seen? They didn't come think... out and clap last Thursday, did they? <laughs> <laughs> Is there a number you can call to shame them? For that? I know well, few, I tell you right? what, that worries me a bit of that going on, isn't there? All that kind of, yeah. you know, there's a slight, a, a slightly worrying tone to it now where there's the people being shamed for going out or not not doing it properly and all the rest of it you think oh come on keep it nice I thought we were all going to be nice through this are we being nice so far what's your sort of I don't the know. Nice just sort of like when you see on Twitter people sort of taking pictures of people in the park and then you're like well you're in the park taking the picture you dick <laughs> I know and also when it's like couples there's there'll be two people and you're like we well, how do you know that they're not together they're exactly. not in a relationship and also yeah and like put your energy into other areas of this there's there's things you can be doing with that energy aren't there rather than snooping on people yeah. in a park so what have you been watching telly wise have you got an end is there anything mm. you're watching that you'd never would have watched pre- me and my daughter are watching Anne with an E and I love it. Oh, God. Is that Anna Green Gable? Yeah, I absolutely love it. I think that's what's feeding the embroidery passion. <laughs> uh, wow. So, yeah, we've been watching that. I haven't watched loads of telly, actually. I've been watching films, watched quite a few films. And Frank, my son, who's 10, he's gone through the whole of Red Dwarf, beginning to end. Wow. Which I quite approve of. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's good. good choice. Really good call. Mm. Lynn, what have you been uh, watching this oh, week? Oh, um, I have just finished watching the, the one that everyone's talking about, Unorthodox. Oh, yeah, Netflix, I want to watch Netflix, which is absolutely brilliant. I, my um, Alexis is Jewish and my husband is Jewish, so it has quite a resonance because it's set in Williamsburg, New York, and then she goes to Berlin. It's absolutely stunning. It's really good. Um, yeah. And, of course, uh, as we have the lovely Carrie here, I have watched a bit of Afterlife, which I'm only going to fleetingly mention to say how brilliant <laughs> Carrie is in it. But it is fabulous. Oh. As, it is a hard watch, as we 
have already discussed. Uh, yeah, but, so I do an episode at a time, you know. It is sad, but it is it's beautiful. And Happy that's got, sad. Yeah. Happy nice nice house in that as well, Kerry. Oh, my God, I love that house. That house When we were filming, I, w- I really wanted that house to be my house. You and what was really weird was that it was, you know, art department put, like, your pictures around and um, pictures of me with my mates when I was 18 and things like that. Oh, so it wow. feels like it is my house, but there's a whole wall missing. Oh, really? <laughs> it's a set. Well, it isn't a real house. It's a set. It's set. It's yeah. fantastic. Anyway. Yeah, it's great. I quite like to live in that house. Yeah, it's beautiful. And talking of being um, 18, so the, the 20 challenge, I, I, did I see that you you, you got yourself oh, involved yeah, got, in that? You know what? I didn't intend to get involved in that. I, I didn't go out of my way to find that picture. But then um, by sheer chance, a mate of mine sent me it and I knew I was 20 in it because yeah. it, was the first, it was my first year at drama school and I worked out. So I thought, oh, sorry, I'll just jump on that me at 20 thing and, and posted it. But most people didn't believe. I look about 10 in it. Yeah. But I am 20. I am 20. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good, it's one of the more positive um, social media trends at the minute, definitely. Mm. I mean, I'm all for that. I'm all for something a little bit jolly. So yeah. I've been watching Gogglebox. I don't know if anyone. Oh, my daughter loves that. Yeah, we watched I that now it. and then. Yeah, I don't know why it feels like it's some sort of historical artifact. It feels like it's suddenly grown in resonance. Like for the future, we'll all watch Gogglebox to understand yeah. what was going on in our. Yes, yeah, it is mentioned. an anthropological, fascinating program. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love too. the one posh couple. Oh yeah, yeah. I know. I bless the bless the posh couple. <laughs> Would you ever go on uh, Gogglebox? I feel like you. Mm, I'd be too embarrassed. Like my right. like even just now. Like earlier, we we're watching Anne with an E, and and the kids are arguing, and I just we're not that kind of. We don't watch loads of telly actually, or I don't anyway. I've not. My mum always says I can't. Mum watches loads, and I she'll go. Didn't you watch that? Didn't you watch this? Didn't you watch that? I'm like no, I just don't watch a lot of telly. I watch films. And then when I do find a series I love, I just sort of binge it on my own in a way. Yeah, but then it's so upsetting when it's over. Yeah, it's like an ending. It's like a book ending, though, isn't it? Yeah, or a relationship. I'm going to be gutted. <laughs> with, <laughs> I am going to be gutted with Anne when the knee finishes. I don't know what I'll do with myself. Where are you up to? Is it is, is it a key? We're nearing the end of season two, and I know right. that there's only one more season, and that's it. Mm. Do you know what I'll confess to? And I know I'm going to get back lash. But I thought, I'll I'll watch The Sopranos, never having seen it, right? So I bought Series 1 episode, all of them, Mm. and I didn't like it. (laughs) I didn't like it. It's interesting. And people are, like, evangelical about it, aren't they? They like it's the best thing that ever happened to television. I just couldn't get on board with it. No. Maybe it's – do you find that The Sopranos is – is it because it's dated? Do you find that it's dated when you watch it and that kills it? Well, maybe, because I suppose when it was new, that was still relatively uh, shocking, but I didn't feel – like, I don't know. I just – maybe I have sold a couple of people and they said, oh, maybe you need to watch a couple more. Yeah. Um, But I have a rule with TV. I'm like, well, if I have to work hard at getting into a TV pro, I'll just watch another one. There's loads of them, aren't there? (laughs) Sure. So uh, I just couldn't, didn't get into it. No, I hear you. I, I got. I was the same with Game of Thrones. I watched one episode, and there were too many characters. I just can't deal with there's too many yeah. characters to invest in. Yeah, uh, that was. I never me. got. I never watched that as well. I never got into that one. So, so at the minute, you're obviously not doing any acting because there's nothing really going on. I'm guessing in the industry for no, you. No, so. there's no, not really. No, I've been. I did a news quiz last week. 
Okay. Um, like this, you know, same as we're working out. And uh, I've been doing little viral, like some TV programs are being commissioned, little clips and viral clips and things like that. So I've been sending in little videos that I'm making from the phone. So there are creative little things coming through. And it's interesting to see how the industry adapts and how it will, you know, things, all these people that are not working, they are creative people. So they will come up with something. So it's quite interesting. How do you think it's going to change the the landscape of comedy? I don't know. Whenever I talk about it with like other comic friends, we're always just, we just don't know. I mean, I don't, I think, I don't, it doesn't look like the live stuff's going to come back for a long time, is it? No. Realistically? No. I don't, I don't know. think I, no. I mean, yeah, I, just I mean, don't think people will be comfortable going into it. That's, that's more the point. Yeah, you, it's people's reactions to it. Mm. I mean, it, I was going to ask you as well, because you've obviously got kids, you mentioned them, um, and we saw them at the start of this because we're on video and we can see each mm. other. We're very lucky. Um, how are you feeling about the whole going back to school thing? Because I've got to be honest with you, it terrifies me right now. The prospect of, um, you know, my daughter going back to school mm. frightens me. Yeah, well, same. And yet I'm also terrified about the prospect of them not going back to school. Yeah, true. <laughs> you know, it is it is a sort of limbo paralysis where you're like, I don't know what the better, greater good I don't know I mean Mm. we're all just sort of waiting to be told aren't we and as as time goes by it becomes increasingly obvious that I don't know who's running this show yeah I don't really know what what the answer to it is but I'm not in government but there are people that are paid to have a bit more are you you reading much are you reading much about what's going on I I try I don't go into I did the news quiz last week so I was obligated to be on the news but you know cover it uh I get angry if I get if I get It winds me up, the politics of it. I think initially there was a feeling of, look, let's just all be unified and try and be positive. And this is a, you know, it's a global pandemic. So we can all be, um, we have to be there for each other or whatever. But I think as time unfolds and we see that other countries are handling it in different ways, I've started getting quite angry now (laughs) about how our government are handling it and have handled it. I think they've made a mess of it. and. and that doesn't make me feel very good. I feel boot, bootless anger is is not great, you know. Yeah, I think I think in the beginning, as you say, it feels like there's definitely been this incremental, maybe not incremental shift, but uh, where it was, we're in a war where we're all on the same side. Mm. Um, and that definitely feels like it's shifted. And, it does, and that lack it? of faith now is really hard. It's really hard to feel like you've got control over your own little world when yeah. when you don't have faith in what's going on outside of it. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And again, the school and the school plays its part in that. Like I, I sort of pounce on any article about when will the kids go back to school? And then as soon as you're reading it, you go, hang on, that no one knows. <laughs> No one knows when the kids are going to go back to school. It's just, it's, and it's scary. So what, what do you think you've discovered about yourself through this process? Do you, have you, have um, you learned new bits of new tolerances or intolerances? Yeah, n- not massively. I, I, I tweeted something. My brother, my hu- brother, there's Freudian slip. My husband <laughs> was jumping around the kitchen to um, jilted John early on cooking and I was like bloody hell this is really bringing out the core of who we are this this lockdown right and then lovely Janice um 
Barbara Nice, oh, she she messaged me back and she said it is like a mirror. This is holding up a, a mirror to ourselves in a way. It's kind of a an interesting. I mean, this is week one, so she, I don't know how we, where we all are now. But it there was something because there is a side of my life where I have wanted more time to be at home. And I've really enjoyed my garden and, and the allotment. And I have been having more quality time with my kids. And I haven't been rushing and tear arsing around, which can become, you know, a modern life is mad sometimes. And this lockdown has made me feel really like it couldn't have carried on like that anyway, on a micro or macro level. We were all going mad with our lifestyles. And I've slightly appreciated being able to take my foot off the gas, you know, but then also there are other days where I go, well, if I'm not defined by work or that that side of my life, then you do feel a little bit lost. You go, well, I don't, I don't want to do the garden indefinitely. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> you do lose uh, without without work. You you do lose your identity a little bit. It's probably yeah. similar, I suppose, to when you uh, if you can look back and Lynn as well, look back to when yeah. we first had when you first have your kids yeah. and you have those few weeks of like oh my god like who am I now yeah well, um, of course when I had my kids it was different again because there was no social media um yeah. you know to sit up all night watching what did I used to watch something that was on there wasn't much even telly on at night you know it was a completely different different place you stick the kids in a like bouncy chair in front of Thomas the Tank Engine. Video. Yeah, well, did I you did just that. keep, keep kicking the chair? <laughs> yeah, then? is that the bouncy chair? <laughs> but you know that. Can you imagine the lockdown pre-internet. And pre- well, it just—it would have been no. a completely different thing, wouldn't it? Mm. We wouldn't have known what was going on in no. the same way. It would have been like the Spanish flu all over again. Yeah. You know, with waves of people dying. Um, What's it like for people with new babies? It must yeah. be really difficult. Really for them. hard. I mean, you know, having a new baby now, really tough. Oh, it must be really tough because when my my two were really tiny, going out and connecting with other oh. people is a lifeline. Essential. That's- it's interesting you you mentioned about age, uh, Lynn, because I think that. Well, if, if anyone's ever thrown a mirror onto anything, uh, the way that we are discussing people of an age. The way that we're oh. approaching dealing with them, the elderly at the moment, I find that that's it's the really hardest tough. thing. Yeah. I just find that so upsetting. I don't mm. know how you feel, Kerry, but, you know, um, I've got elderly parents I haven't seen for, for ages and everybody, I'm sure, has got elderly relatives that they'd love to to see. But it's just the – it just feels quite – I don't know. I was watching Midsummer, you know, the, the horror film yeah. where they <laughs> – you know, just like knock off all the old people as they hit 70. And um, I was just thinking, oh, my God, is this is this next? Are we are we entering the midsummer phase of, of the mm-hmm. pandemic now? Fighting the life out of me. Was it it's for- really impacting that generation just yeah. in horrific ways. I mean, my mum and dad, you know, they're kind of coping with it quite well because they, they ha- their life had slowed down um, anyway and oftentimes you know it was my, it was my mum and older friends that would say you're you're all of yours lifestyles too crazy it's too too manic it's it's so it's on hyperdrive because there was no boundary between what is uh, rest time and quality time yeah. and um you know it's just all reflection or because we don't have we we're quite secular and we don't have church or we don't have that kind of culture we don't have the space for that kind of reflection in our lives much unless you 
contrive it and engineer it for yourself um it's quite hard to just stop and it's it's been quite interesting stopping and there's so been a tiny bit of relief in it what's your church would you say I don't I've, I've always had a kind of spiritual side to my life but you you don't get a congregation like you would if you went to church where you have a sort of time on a Sunday or or whatever your religion's day of worship is where you ring fence reflection and ritual and choir and reflection and all those kind of qualities they're just they're they're just not as present in our culture uh and and it's sort of interesting that now we're having this enforced reflection Mm. um and it's just quite it's just quite fascinating the things that people are valuing yeah I, I we were talking about the 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 weekly clap as well for the NHS yes and the exactly people crave ritual they want a ritual yeah mm. I think yeah. you're right and I think um you know my daughter's certainly been asking oh is that happening is it Thursday night is it Thursday night because it's 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 ritual mm. and it's order and it's schedule and uh goes back to and what we were community. saying about this yeah are you, you quite know, engaged seen, with your community ne- say again quite engaged with your local community well not prior to this not hugely I mean only through the school gates yeah um uh but I've met more people on my street since this lockdown when I'm going on my walk than I than I knew I've been here two years (laughs) you know I think there are some things it's really hard I think a lot of people feel that they have to get the balance right between recognizing all the brilliant things that are coming out of this like we're talking about and then the balance of the circumstances that are awful for Mm. people and it's like that kind of dilemma of both being true you know and the guilt I think as well the the guilt guilt that comes with that because that's tremendous because what you're saying as well like we all I'm sure are having moments where you know you've got those hours with your loved ones um or you've got that time to sit and watch a movie and it's lovely and you would never as you say you'd always have been or filming or chasing yeah. work or not not you chasing work obviously because you have loads but the rest no, but you're of you're always of humanity you always chase self employed yeah. you always feel like you've got to be sort of working that's it but know. then it's now you sort of have those moments and then you sit back and think oh i feel guilty because people are dying and because mm. this and because that people and can't people see their the friends line. Exactly, exactly. But I think you're right. You have to, otherwise you will go crazy. You have to strike that balance somewhere mm. and it's in a different place for everyone. Yeah. Um, are you finding comedies kind of, is is that even part of your life at the moment? Is that sort of, yeah. are you still having moments in the day where you're like, shit, I've got to write that down. Oh, that's brilliant. Yes. Yeah. There have been a few of those where there's little things have come to mind. And actually it was really nice doing the news quiz last week because it did make me write. Um. And my agent's been really encouraged, like, you know, to, to write down and stay creative and stuff like that. So, yeah, I have I have had an ear to that. And what about watching watching comedy? Do you find that um, if you've been watching any stand up or like obviously online? But I haven't lately. Any- that is interesting because I do watch a lot of stand up online normally. I always do and always have. But I haven't since the lockdown, particularly. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. But your tastes, your tastes are changing. Well, I don't. Is it, are you finding that when you watch things where that are just normal and part of normal life, you go, oh, they're all touching. Why are they all sat so yeah. together? <laughs> Suddenly, everything that is normal looks alien. It, it, yeah, I and know. it's weird how quick that's happened. Yeah, so. I've I've been craving programs. I'm 
again, playing to my stereotype age-wise, but, you know, things like Antiques Roadshow. Yes. It's just so lovely to watch because it's like normal, you yeah. know. There are all these people milling around country houses and you and I find myself feeling quite sad and thinking, oh, will it ever be like that again? You yeah, know, no, I know what you mean. I it's keep, really awful. I, I watch something, get absorbed in it and then tear up because it's yeah, like, yeah. oh. Like on my screensaver, it's got all our photos, you know, when you just have your photos. Yeah. And I keep getting upset because there's all these pictures mm. of us at festivals and holidays and you think, yeah. oh, God, is this, are we now, are we going to live like this forever? <laughs> I know we're not, but it just all feels quite hard, you know. Yeah. Actually, funnily enough, I was just watching um, Hotel Transylvania with my daughter and I yeah. recorded it weeks and months ago. And I, I forgot, I forgot it was recorded. And all of a sudden an ad popped up for a cruise <laughs> So I was like, oh, no. Yeah. No one's going I'm sure on a cruise. cruises must be finished, aren't they? They're done oh. away with now, aren't they? Who would yeah, want to go on a cruise? Well, I never wanted to go on a cruise anyway, no. but I now do not want to go on a cruise ever. No. no. Sorry. Sorry, I Viking. do have a friend who's still stuck on one who's, who seems to be having a great time and live, oh. live tweeting the experience. Where, Where are they? <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. I haven't not that close a friend. I mean, that is say, a, but... that is a film I want to see. A film set on one of those cruises. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. Oh, yes, dear. there are too many, too many opportunities for movies, as you say. But it's kind of like, oh God. Um, we were talking to I can't remember which other comedian it was the other day on on one of these recordings, and um, she was saying, you know, next year, can you imagine how many shows, how many Edinburgh shows are going to be COVID related? And, oh, and it's, yeah. it's, uh, but in a way, that's what I mean, well, either they will or they won't. It's, it's time will yeah. tell, isn't it? Because you go, well, either, either people will all be wanting to talk about it or no one will want to talk about it because it will be like, well, let's, I don't know. What, what is it? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. And scary at the same time. Mm. So, um, I wanted to ask, and, it's, and with this is not a foodie. Uh, podcast by any means but I'd love to I really am interested in what everyone's eating at the moment are you eating well well we were eating kind of... well and I'm actually okay. a reasonably good cook but suddenly I've become an awful cook because I've just run out of ideas so I've started experimenting and I made uh I made Uh-oh. a curry the other night and my husband in the middle of eating it went mm, tastes like um sort of food from the 70s doesn't it and I thought <laughs> oh god that's not a compliment. <laughs> so yeah, I I I'm just bored with my own cooking now. I'm just so bored of it, yeah. and really trying not to get in the habit of too many takeouts. When your income has practically gone out the window, you can't indulge in too many takeouts. No. So uh, I'm trying not to, but actually, I'm trying to get my daughter to cook, but that's not going that well. <laughs> well that's a good idea. And and is that is the homeschooling going all right how are you how are you I don't coping know. I with find that? it really hard it was fine the week, yeah. first week when everyone was jumping around doing joe wicks and had all best intentions yeah. but it's <laughs> i mean it's all gone out my daughter's 13 so she just does it on her own and if i ask yeah. her it or get involved in it she's just pretty she's quite private about it so i actually don't know what she's doing in there yeah. um but my son who's 10 I mean, he's up, he's sort of up for doing it and we have a go, but it's very hard. I'm not a teacher. I mean, it's very hard to, and also a lot of what they learn at school isn't academic anyway, it's socialisation and I can't, you know, they're they're not in the classroom. I mean, I can sit, we can sit and do maths and English and la, 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 but it's, that's not a classroom environment. Yeah. Well, I'm contemplating just throwing insults at my daughter and seeing how she copes. If that was socialising, I might try that tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, like chuck a, you know, blue tack her head. 
yeah. <laughs> it's tempting it's, it's hard though isn't it it's I mean really God, my respect this, that's what's so lovely one of the points that you brought up about you know the NHS the respect for these people and newfound respect but the respect that I have for teachers now my goodness mm. Their patience must be phenomenal. Well, someone early on when all the trillions of WhatsApp groups were going mental about homeschooling and one of them was like a lot of parents, understandably, were, you know, stressing out. And then another person, I think she was a teacher anyway, she put a message on there. And she said, I wish people would stop calling it homeschooling because homeschooling is a very different thing to home learning. Or what we're in, what we're in now. Which, you know, I don't know what we're doing now. We're sort of surviving and muddling through, but we're not homeschooling because that sets the bar too high. And homeschooling is a lifestyle choice that some people choose with yes. very clear intentions, and that isn't what we're experiencing. We haven't chosen this, and we're not educators, and we haven't chosen to be educators. So we're going to muddle yeah. through and do our best. But people keep calling it homeschooling as if we're going to suddenly have this you know rotor of creative academic it's we're just not if we're not those people we're not going to suddenly become those people in the global pandemic I think that's a brilliant point I, I never thought of it like that I mean I've seen the term distance learning quite a bit which I can't really that feels like too um, abstract uh, an idea I can't really grasp yeah. that but you're what's that distance learning is the same as homeschooling it's like doing oh, um, they call yeah. it they call it yeah. distance learning what oh, is exactly so they're trying what is to that? find the right the right yeah. label for what we're attempting to do yeah it's, but, it's but you're right to, um open university for example i see yeah yeah so uh, it's interesting right. my husband is a university lecturer so uh it's very interesting because a lot of people who do like open university degrees mm. the dropout rate is huge so if you look at because adults, they start with yeah, intention, start they, with yeah, intention. Yeah. but you know if you translate that to a child um a child has to be supervised as well which is what mm. the role the parents are fulfilling i mean you know even university students have supervisions yeah with their lecturers and that. And yeah and tutorials mm. yeah and i don't think a parent can be expected to mm. fill that gap I think I think it's incredibly hard it's really I'm, hard because also what I find with the kids is they will they I'm their parent so they don't respond to me yeah. in the way that they do you know if I say do this or do that oftentimes it's like well n- n- no you know it's and not what's like the incentive as well yeah, like, I'm not I get their a teacher lot. <laughs> I'm not their teacher yeah. I, they don't I don't have that relationship with them mm. you know I don't know if you found this as well I mean I'm I'm creative too and uh the creative side of the schooling thing is the biggest sticking point for me. I cannot, oh, for the really? life of me, I can't sit there and create something or write something or, or you know, uh, paint or do clay modelling. I find it so boring. And, and I like numbers, spelling, that kind of thing, science, whatever, yes. But the creative side, don't know, maybe because it feels like work. I don't know. Yeah. Just I tell you what's good, actually. I thought um, I was really impressed the tape. Um, the Tate have got a lovely page for kids with games and, and, and activities and quizzes and like really nice stuff, you know, to just maybe inspire a bit. Yeah. Some I think, of the websites, of the, I think, I think a lot of the museums have got similar things, yeah, actually. I think that's yeah. really impressive, some of the stuff that the museums and galleries mm. are putting up. We I tell you what we really enjoyed, um, we all sat and watched the One Man, Two Governors when that was on the National uh, Theatre. Yes, yes, yeah. that is brilliant. Yeah. What a great resource. 
Yeah, so that that was all good. I mean, there are different things they can learn with you, and they all have value, but it's not the same as what they'd be learning at school. <laughs> and I think maybe the, the trick is to just abandon what they'd be learning at school and just say, well, they're going to learn other things. I mean, like, yeah. you know, have a musical theatre day where you watch three musicals back-to-back and write a song or... Do you know what I mean? You can just do different, you just have to do different things that work to your skills. And not feel guilty as well. I think, I think we all have to yeah. give ourselves a break with this. I mean, it. you know, I get really anxious when I think this could be that they've broken up now till September. That feels oh. like a long time. Long time. Yeah. And I think that initially I was like, oh, well, you know, a month or two off, it won't do them any long-term damage. But now I'm concerned that it will do them long-term damage. I mean, not again, I don't mean academically, I mean socially. I do feel like they are they're not having the opportunity to develop skills that are really valuable because they can't do all this that we're doing, especially little, you know, it's like they, it's, they just need to just play with their mates. Yeah, that's hard. That's it's hard really for us to play time. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's all about playtime and, and creative play and – and just the things that happen between the learning, the things that happen in the cracks, that's what we're all starting to miss now. Yeah. And what about as adults, you know, socially, how do you feel? Obviously, you're, you're married, you have a family and um, that's that's your world for now. But how are you coping with the social side? And we talked about obviously stand ups not not happening at the moment, might not for a while. But like socially, were you someone who used to go out a lot? Not massively. I mean, like I wasn't wildly social. That's one of the downsides of stand up is that you you're working when other people are socialising. And I have like uh, done, we you know, like chatted on the phone and Zoom and stuff like that. I do miss things like now, especially because the weather's been nice, I have missed like um, just hanging out in the garden with friends or going for a nice country walk with friends. You know what I mean? Like that kind of like enjoying the weather and enjoying nature and the outside. I'm sort of really missing that. But yeah, um, yeah I wasn't doing a great deal of like, I hadn't been drinking. I'd done dry January and I didn't drink until the lockdown. And now I'm properly <laughs> drinking again. I mean, I was feeling quite sort of, yeah, exactly. I mean, everybody's yeah. just drinking. Oh, it's the only way to... to Isn't there a, is there a drinking oh. Thursday thing at the moment? I'm, I feel oh, like God. I've missed... There's a hashtag. It's every there's day. Some, <laughs> every day. Yeah, there's, there's, seriously, there's some Thursday drinks hashtag that I oh, did no. spot on Twitter. I felt like it was a bit dark web. But, um, yeah, <laughs> I, think so. I think it's happening, guys, so we need to get on that. <laughs> um, so is that your vice, would you say? Is that your pandemic vice at the moment? I think it I think so. Only it's just weird because I was feeling really good about not drinking, never having done it before. I'd never done dry January before. I'd, yeah. I I'd, ever than pregnancy, I'd never done a long stretch of not drinking ever since I was probably about 15. <laughs> and then and then, you know, in my mid 40s, suddenly decided to do it and felt really good. I was really enjoying <laughs> it. And now I'm just back drinking again. And what about you, Lynn? Any any new vices? Oh. Well, I was just thinking about the last time I did that, but it's I think it's very interesting because I I can't get my head around not drinking. I mean it's you know, it's <laughs> need to get on the Joe Wicks, Lynn. Yeah, oh my Joe god, Lynn. Joe Wicks oh, no. is is such a punishing it's it killed my husband. Yeah, so it's hard, too much. Yeah. It's for toddlers. It's not for grown-ups. No. <laughs> he is a Does toddler. Does toddlers do sit-ups? Because I, I was a bit concerned about that. It's too much. I think yeah. we all need to admit it's too much. 
I think we yeah. need the green green goddess back, or uh, Mister <laughs> Motivator. He was Mr. Motivator's back, and very positive as well, isn't he? He did a really good. He did a dance move last week, and it was. Something like walk the dog, walk the dog, spy on the neighbours. It was all themed. <laughs> sounds like Barbara Nice, doesn't it? Sounds like, that sounds like Barbara Nice with a Mrs. with a, a change the light bulb. Oh, change the know. light bulb. Yeah, we should get we should get Janice to do a funny oh, women workout. So, um, thank you, thank you so much, Kerry, for giving us your time. Right. I know you've been really busy um, talking about afterlife, which is out on the twenty fourth. Twenty fourth, correct? What's that? Friday. Friday. On Give Netflix. Two. Friday, the twenty fourth of April, and um, so in a, in an ideal world, Kerry, what what are you hoping for when all of this is over? What would you like to get back to? Is it you know the would it be some stand up, some acting, a combination? What's what? Yeah, the dream always is for me. It's always I'm always happy with both. I always kind of like um, if I do a lot of gigging and stand up, I always crave getting back to the acting, and then if I do a long shoot, I want to get back to the stand up. So, I mean, I suppose initially I'll be back on this tour because it was all put on hold. So all the dates have been postponed and and they'll go back in the diary. The thing I'm most sad about, actually, I'm really upset about is all the festivals being cancelled. I was really looking forward to Latitude and hoping to go to Glastonbury and then we go to a little one you know with a lot of school friends in the summer and I'm really really sad about that and I was meant to go to a wedding at the end of May which has been a real upset and so it's just I don't know specifically I'm kind of all my summer was planned and it's all gone so like all of us just yeah. trying to kind of work out what summer will look like yeah. do you carry yeah, stock in the garden that's a great idea you haven't heard me sing <laughs> Kerry, so good. can I just say that um, I wouldn't mind just asking Kerry about uh, Kerry took part in our very, very first Funny Women Awards Yes, all oh, those yeah. years ago and one of the things we are doing, Kerry, is still running the awards but we're doing it online Yeah. so I don't know if you've got any words of wisdom from, for anyone out there we've got uh, entry closes for the stage award Mm-hmm. on the uh, 30th of April. So it's a case of self-taping yourself or digging out an old gig. So have you got any words of wisdom for all those budding women comedians out there? Well, I always, whenever asked advice about new comics, my I always just say you've got to go for it. You've got to allow yourself to be vulnerable and you will be scared that you can't swerve fear. There is no way of avoiding it. So you have to just embrace it and and sit comfortable with it. Or you won't sit comfortable with it. That isn't impossible. But just accept it and allow yourself to look maybe like an arse. And it might be funny anyway. And mm. just to not have like... Um, have a sort of be too attached to the outcome you've got to kind of just step into the unknown and allow yourself to be playful and silly and a little bit mm-hmm. out of control and enjoy the uh, ride and you're in safe hands with funny women it's a safe space you've got to just embrace that uh, I just I, I think just get a decent lamp and make sure the angles are complimentary make sure there's no dirty <laughs> knickers in the back of shop no dirt no washing <laughs> Thanks for your time and uh, best of luck with everything. Oh, thank you. Best of luck. I hope you uh, you. take care of yourselves. You've been listening to the Funny Women Survival Guide and I have been your host, Alexis Strom. 
Thank you so much to Kerry Godleman for managing to fit us in. This truly was such an uplifting and thought-provoking chat. And thanks, of course, to Lynn. And do check out funnywomen.com for more information about all the awards and all the other activities that they've got going on. If you want to find out more about me, check out thetimeialmost.com, which probably still lists all the live events I won't be performing at this year. (laughs) I just can't bring myself to delete them. Please subscribe, love, share this podcast. Stay funny and stay safe.